Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. Right, so another episode of Too Fit to Be Tied. What are we talking about today? Because you, because I, I never know. I find out. That's true. <laughs> you never do. You never do know. Um, well, today actually, we're talking about soulmates. All right. Okay. So, what is what is a soulmate to you? Well, I um to to me, I guess I never really knew what a soulmate was. I think I <laughs> wait. So we're going to talk about something you have no idea. <laughs> What, well, you don't know what we're talking well, about either. Telling you from, what I'm telling you is okay, that right. I, I am not a credible source from previous. From if, you're, if the listeners have heard our stories, we really aren't the most credible sources on soulmates. Okay. I mean, I might be now, but I wasn't then. So I'm going to tell you what a soulmate is because I've researched it. Okay. All right. Let's, let's go. Okay. So a soulmate um, basically is... Someone that you feel like when they walk in the room, you feel different. There's a connection that lights you up unlike any other. Um, second, secondly, it is uh, communication without words. You feel like they just understand. It can be a, your slightest reaction, a shared look, a knowing glance, and you just know they get it. Okay. Third, you laugh. So like a soulmate is basically your best friend. Okay. It can be someone who makes you feel light even in the heaviest moments. Got it. Okay. Fourth, it's a shared future. Um, they talk about the future and you're in it. Simple as that. Um, five, you feel valued. They compliment you in surprising ways, aspects of your personality that you think are just normal, but your soulmate, makes it makes them light up. Um, it's a, it's in a, it is a, I can't even speak today. It is loving in a way you've never felt before. Okay. Next, um, you don't edit. With a true soulmate, you don't have to watch every word. You will appreciate this one. That comes out of your mouth for fear of offending your partner. Uh, they assume you mean well. Your intentions are never suspect. And if you're wrong, they call you on your shit. Um, you feel secure enough in the relationship that you can talk about anything and still feel loved. Okay. Uh, next one, you're on their mind. And when you aren't together, you don't feel alone. They go out of their way to connect, listen to your problems, make you feel valued every day. Um, you don't have to ever wonder where you stand. It is at the center of their world. Uh, next is they are there are no threats to the partnership. There's basic respect for each partner's need for independence. Nobody feels threatened by separate interests or friendships. Life is better together because each person has their freedom. And then the last two, they're all in. So maybe in past relationships you felt like you had to fix everything. Um, the wrong relationship is like finding the perfect piece of land and starting to build a castle. Got it. Soon you realize that you brought all the bricks and dug the foundation, but you're standing in a field alone. With a soul, soulmate, everyone shows up with a brick. I really love that. Isn't that Yeah. A good well, uh, hopefully more than one brick. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, Dude, I mean, as many as you could carry, bring them over. Yeah. Right. Well, so. All right, I got one more. I got one more. Okay. And then um, there's a before and an after. Your life just looks different with them in it. And it isn't because you finally have a plus one. It's because in this relationship, 
you are becoming a better version of yourself. And just so that I don't take credit for this, um, you can find this particular, it's, a, it's by Colleen Murphy. It's called 10 Signs You Found Your Soulmate. Um, you can look that up on medium.com. Okay. I really love so, this So article. those are signs that you found your soulmate. So to those me, that just, that, you, yeah, that just sounds like a, a healthy relationship. Right. Um, yes. I mean, all those things. It I, sounds I would like say everything you... <laughs> you should be looking for in a, in a relationship. But not everybody um, has that. You know that. Not, not everybody has that, but I, I would... Um, not everybody has that. Not everybody thinks that's possible. And not everybody true. feels that they need that. Some people just want complacency. They just want a partner, just, a plus just one. A body. They just want a plus one. <laughs> just a, yeah. a warm body. <laughs> just a, um, think about it. No, I, I think that's I think that's good. But I but at, at the same time, I think you could be in a position where a lot of people feel like they have found that, and then a few years later, they're like, "Oh my god, shit! This you didn't bring any is, bricks. Yeah, you, you didn't bring you any bricks. No bricks. Yeah, where, yeah, to where bring. the fuck are your are your bricks? Well, did you ever feel when you were married in the past? either time, um, that you were with your soulmate? I mean, I would say, did I feel that at the time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I felt that at the time. You did? Yeah. I can't say I ever felt that way. See, you know, but I think then, I just wanted a warm body. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think there's a part of it that, um, but, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in a different place now. You know, well, so. We, yes, of course. So, um, and I'll edit out this space. Okay. Get, the getting, part where you're thinking. Getting, what's that? The part where you're thinking. The part where I'm thinking. Well, you know, I, I feel like in the past, I felt like I, I would have said that I had found that. But then, but I think in a lot of time, a lot, I think a lot of times you, you take some of those things that you read and they aren't really there, but you've projected them onto that person. Yeah. So and you then, could have read this article at the time when you were, let's say, in this in these relationships, and thought, "Oh yeah, I have that." Right. Wow. I would have read this and been like, "Bullshit! Nobody's got this." Ah, uh, okay. Because it fed that, you know, sort of tape in my head saying, "That's this is normal. that's impossible." This is normal. Like, oh, oh, oh those, that. those things are impossible. Yeah, and what you have is normal. Right. Got it. Okay. Right. Yeah, I would have thought, I would have said, yeah. I would have said, yeah, I have, I have those things. Wow. Well, guess what we have going on today? Uh, tell me. Well, today we found someone who found their soulmate. Okay. Let's, I want to hear about this. Okay. Well, hello there. Well, hello. How are you? Yeah. You're on speaker with Jerome. Jerome, meet Heidi. Heidi, meet Jerome. Heidi, nice to meet Hi, you. Hello. Nice to meet you. But thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, sure. Okay, so are you ready? Thing for my girl, Constance. Yes, I love you. Thank you. All right, so <laughs> I, I want you to kind of tell everyone who you are and, you know, what you do. Go ahead and plug yourself. So, yeah, so I, um, well, I've got two roles right now. I've uh, started my business called Integrative Wellness Studio back in 2014. I am a board-certified health and wellness coach. Um, so I work primarily with women from the ages of 35 and over, um, helping them to find sustainable health for the rest of their life through nutrition and lifestyle changes. 
um, and have been doing that successfully for several years now. Um, and then on top of that, because, you know, working one job isn't enough, mm-hmm. um, I am also now the Director of Operations and Business Development for Center Physical Therapy. Um, and we have clinics in Oak Park, Riverside, and next month opening Lincoln Park. Um, and so I do that role kind of Monday through Friday during the day. And then evenings and Saturdays, I do my health and wellness coaching. So I am a busy lady these days. That's amazing. Um, okay, yeah. so you and I met uh, through the chamber, uh, the Oak Park River Forest Chamber, and we um, yeah. hit it off and went out uh, for some bourbons and had a wonderful uh, lunch <laughs> that turned into probably a late... Kind of almost dinner. Yeah, kind of almost into dinner. It was it was a great time. <laughs> we got to know each other. Um, and honestly, I remember you speaking about your husband, Dennis, and I remember thinking... Yeah. Oh my gosh, this woman is like, like she found, to me, it sounded as if, and we were just talking to the audience about soulmates. It sounded to me like this woman found her soulmate. So we would, we would like a little bit, we didn't, we haven't told anyone your story. So if you want to kind of give a quick um, synopsis into that, and if you feel like you did feel like you found your soulmate, we want to know. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny because I had been married and divorced, you know, 100 years ago. I was very young. Um, I call it a bad long date because um, <laughs> it, it was a six-month journey through hell um, with someone who turned out to be a con man. And it was just wow. an awful story. Anyway, yeah, married and divorced at the age of 21. That was fun. Um, and then got through that. And, you know, since then, I mean, I was super gun-shy after that. And had been in long-term relationships since then, but nothing ever really quite felt 110%. You know what I mean? And I always said after I got divorced, I'm like, that's the one and only time I will ever be divorced. Like not doing it again. I will not get married again until I meet the right person. And so, yes, but almost, God, 26 years um, single essentially. I mean, in and out of long-term relationships, but never pulled the trigger again until I met my husband, Dennis. And oddly enough, I met him on, and everybody always laughs and gasps a little bit on match.com. I had canceled my match.com subscription or membership, whatever. And so I'm finished. And so I was going through one afternoon, and I was deleting all the messages that were in there. And lo and behold, I come across this one that I hadn't seen, and it was from this guy, Dennis. And so I'm like, oh, he's cute. And so I clicked on it and opened his profile. I'm like, oh, like, this is kind of my dream guy, right? Wow. And, you know, yeah, he texted in, and he was tall and good-looking, dark hair, you know well-traveled, had a great job, loved to cook, like this renaissance guy. And I thought, oh, he's dreamy. And then I thought, what is wrong with you? Like, he's going to turn out to be like every other moron I've met on match.com. <laughs> I said, don't even, like, why are you even going to put yourself through this again? And so I kept going through. Now, mind you, I did not delete his information. I went through and deleted all the rest of them, but I didn't delete his. And lucky for me, I still had, you know, like if you cancel your subscription or whatever, you still have until the time that it runs out, like at the end of the month or whatever, okay. that you can still access stuff. And so anyway, I kind of shut off my computer. And then for the next couple of days, like I couldn't get this profile out of my head. 
And he had left me a nice message. It was like, oh, I really enjoyed your profile. would love to talk with you, blah, blah, blah. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go back and read it one more time. Like something will either really stick out or something won't. And then either I'll send him a note or I won't. And so anyway, I went back and read it. And there was just something about his face. that, Like he just had this really kind face. And so I sent a note back and said, hey, listen, thanks for your note that you sent like weeks ago. <laughs> I'm sure you've moved on and are no longer interested in me. Um, but I just wanted to say, you know, I'm canceling my match.com thing. I'm kind of over all of it. Um, but I appreciated your note. And if you're still interested, feel free to, you know, ping me back or call me. And you have 48 and so hours anyway, and you have 48 hours to do so. <laughs> pretty close yeah it, it was coming down to the wire for sure and so all of like literally 15 minutes later I get a response back and he said can we talk tonight we'd love to catch up on the phone he's like I don't like the computer stuff I'm like yeah fine so we talked that night on the phone for uh, probably two hours and we agreed to meet and it was coming up on Labor Day weekend and so I think we had talked like on a Monday night or something and and so we were supposed to meet that weekend over Labor, Labor Day weekend. And uh, so I waited all week. I was super excited about meeting him. And uh, I think we were supposed to meet up on Sunday. Well, the week goes by. I don't hear from him. Saturday comes and goes. I don't hear anything from him. So Sunday morning, some of my friends called and said, hey, we're going to go down to the beach. Why don't you, you know, come down with us. We're going to lay out, go have lunch. And I said, yeah, fine. I thought I was supposed to have a date today, but of course, like every other loser from Matt's, like <laughs> he's a no-show. And uh, so for sure, I go about my day and I'm sitting at the beach. Now, mind you, we had all been drinking, so, you know, beach juice most of the afternoon. And so I was feeling no pain when my phone rings about three o'clock and it's Dennis. And he said, hey, so uh, where should we meet tonight? I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, we have a date. Like, we're meeting tonight. I go, no, we're not. Like, I haven't heard from you for seven days. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you? And I was I was such a, you know what? Like, I was not nice. And, I yeah, said, and, and you're all hopped up on beach shoes. For sure. Like, I was <laughs> feeling courage. no pain at this point. Like, I was telling him what for. And I said, do you seriously think I've been sitting around waiting for you to call me at, after seven days? Like, with no plan, you know, no time, no location. No. I said, you missed your mark. <laughs> he was crushed he's like oh my god clearly I'm not good at this dating thing wow um yeah and he was like okay can I please have a second chance like I really think we should meet and so I kind of said okay fine and so I said all right tomorrow five o'clock O'Brien's in Old Town don't be late (laughs) (laughs) just waited out there the poor guy must have just been like who is this person I've just agreed to have drinks with? And so anyway, uh, I went the next day, showed up at O'Brien's. Now he was sitting there already when I got there. So he was made sure he was on time. And he, he got there at three I o'clock walked, probably. Yeah. He honestly got <laughs> he was probably there at two, like throwing <laughs> back the bourbons to make sure he could deal with somebody like me. And uh, so anyway, I walked up and said, Oh, hey, I see you're here on time. I said, You've got an hour. And I was joking, but I was kind of serious. Like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour here, and that's all you're going to get. And uh, so anyway, needless to say, one hour turned into three. um, And I kind of knew 
by the time I left him that evening that this was my guy. Wow. Just had a feeling. Yeah, just had a feeling. Like, I knew from that moment forward that that was the man I was going to marry. Really? That's my life with. Yeah, and he did too. And this is saying something because you have been on many, many dates and you were in relationships before this and you didn't think this. Is that Right. Oh, okay. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. what was so different um, about your what was so different about your that first date with Dennis that made you so sure? You know, it's funny. It's hard to put I don't even know how to put something definitive on it other than it was just like this gut feeling that I had and like when when he looked at me and we talked to each other like he really listened and he was just like he was smart. He was somebody that I knew would challenge me, would have my back. Like I could just tell that he would become someone who was my best friend. Oh. One night he showed up at my house and had a dozen roses and a bottle of champagne. And he had written me out this really sweet card and just said, you are my person. I am in love with you. And we're going to Napa. Wow. Wow. Now, what, how, I just looked at me and I go, is this for real? <laughs> now, how long was it before you felt like you were in love or you knew that you were in love? Oh, gee, I knew by the second or third date. Wow. Well, now, what yeah, about just, people, like instant. people around you, your friends, your family, his friends, his family, did they all, did they see something there? Like, did they all see like, yep, this is your guy? He wanted to take me to New Orleans at one point uh, to meet some friends down there. And I just remember, because he lived in New Orleans for five years. And the one couple, uh, Iggy and Christine, Christine always tells the story and she just giggles every time she says it. But we went down there because Dennis wanted to introduce me. And we were all out to dinner one night, just having a good time. And Christine and I were chatting and I pulled her aside and I said, listen, okay, so this Dennis guy, like, he seems a little too good to be true. <laughs> and she said, no, he's the real deal, and he's been waiting for the right girl, and he, she said, he's dated a lot of women that were questionable, and you are his person. She's like, I can see it in his eyes. Wow. And it was just easy. Like, all of his friends, we just all got along so well, so quickly. Um, it just felt really natural. It was almost like it felt as though I had known him my whole life. And my friends had the same reaction to him when they met him. They're like, oh, girl, you better not screw this one up. Like, wow. he's a good man. <laughs> now, Honestly, yeah. let me ask you this. What, in your opinion, what's your definition of love? Because everyone's is a little oh. different. But to me, it's having somebody that truly feels like you're so much, like if you were at the end of your ropes, they would be there to pick you up. If you are having the best day of your life, they are the ones that are going to be there to celebrate. Um, in your darkest moments, they're the ones that are going to bring you into the light. Like, um, And just somebody that you have fun with and all the small little things seem monumental when you're together, you know? That's a really great uh, description. Uh, that was yeah. really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's just kind of how it was with him, you know? How um, um, long until you guys got married? <laughs> okay, so we met Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. We were engaged the following May, and we were married a year to the date 
that we met. Wow. We got married Labor Day weekend. Wow. And how long were you yeah, married? Quick. Uh, so this year would have been nine years together, eight years married. Okay. Um, but Dennis passed away. Very, oh, um, here it comes. Unexpectedly I, I know. last April. We are so I was, coming up on the one year anniversary of his passing. Yeah. I'm, we are really sorry to hear that as, as you know. Um, and that's something we kind of wanted to talk to you about because you finally find this man and you feel like you find your soulmate, you've waited. And you know, what is it like? Tell us about your grief and what your early, very, I mean, you're still on this early journey to healing is like, I mean, we, we just, um, we just interviewed uh, Dr. Javier uh, Gomez, and we asked him a, a very poignant question. We said, "Can you? Can someone die of a broken heart?" And he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, people can. Yeah, they actually can." Yeah. So, yeah. give us a little synopsis. I mean, we want just a glimpse into. I mean, I I know just from knowing you, um, how I, I can't even imagine how devastatingly horrible this has been for you. It fucking sucks. I don't know how else to put it. Um, it has been oh, the, the worst possible thing I could have ever experienced in my life. Like, you know, yeah, I waited for so long to meet my person. And then literally in a matter of minutes, um, all of it was taken away. And so it has been a year of anger a year of anguish, a year of um, devastating sadness, sadness like I've never experienced in my life. Um, but also on the other hand, and, and I think it's just because, you know, it's coming up on a year now. And so I've worked really, really hard with therapy and meditation to shift my mindset into um turning my grief and heartache into just um, feelings of joy and gratitude that I got eight years with such an amazing human being. I never thought, sorry. That's okay. I'm going to cry too. (laughs) I never thought I would feel that in my life. And I did for, I got that for eight years. And so I will keep that with me forever, um, you know, and so that's what I just try to remind myself of every day. Like, there's a lot of people who never get the joy of that sort of relationship. They just don't. Um, and I had it. You know, his big thing to me was always, don't sweat the small stuff. And, like, he's like, you know, I, I was the stress ball in the family. Like, everything makes me nervous. I stress out about everything. And he always was so calm and collected and was just like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine, you know? And so all those things that I learned and got to share with him, I now am trying to honor and carry that now throughout the rest of my life. So, but it's, it's been devastating. I mean, to watch the person that, and the way he died was just horrific. Um, so on top of just losing my partner and my, person um i had to watch him you know die on top of it it was just uh, in a really horrible way so 
um, yeah, the trauma was real. And uh, I fight it every day, you know. I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of journaling. Um, I do a lot of crying and screaming. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. And it will be with me forever, but I just have to learn to live through it. Do you have a strong sense of faith? I do. Do you ever, do. do you feel him around you? Do you, you know, are there things that, you know, a lot of times people say they see certain things or they see numbers or they see, I don't know, butterflies or feathers or just certain, you know, do you feel like you have that? Oh God. Yeah. And it's crazy because, well, he was here last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> serious, like it, it's not a joke. So we have a house with a basement in it. And Dennis, the basement is finished and his, you know, he worked from home during COVID like everybody. Um, and so the downstairs we called the man cave. And so, you know, there's a fireplace and Dennis's big Texas furniture down there and the big TV. And then he had his office. And so that's where he hung out. That was his space. But our dog, Maisie, was like his girl. And since he passed, she does this thing pretty regularly where she bangs on the basement door until I open it. And then I open it and she sits at the top of the stairs and she looks down there and she whines. Hmm. And so I actually connected with a medium about a month ago. And he said to me, he's like, you have a dog, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you know, she sees Dennis. And I said, I know she does because she makes me open the door to the man cave and she sits there and cries. And he's like, well, that's because she sees him. So last night we were sitting here and the door just started banging by itself. She was sitting on my lap and the door started banging. And then she got up and ran over and went downstairs and was sitting at the bottom of the stairs last night, looking up at me. And I said to her, I go, Hey, Maisie, is Poppy here? And she's like, she does this funny little howl kind of thing. And she did that. And then she ran upstairs and that was it. And then the door stopped banging. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Does it give you um, comfort? Does that give you comfort when that when things like that happen? It does. It really does. Dennis was big into music, and so um, the psychic said to me, he's like, well, uh, you need to turn up the music in your house. And Dennis always did that. Like, I'd have the music on, and he'd come home from work and would crank it up. <laughs> he's like, why is the music down so low? I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to blow my eardrums out. Really? And yeah, and so the psychic was like, Dennis is telling you to turn up the music. And so, yeah, I connect a lot. And sometimes, like, I'll turn the radio on and our song will be on. Um, wow. But he's, he's here all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. I, lo- I love yeah. that. Um, yeah. Okay, I have two more things. So what, in your opinion, being that you were so happily married, you know, what is the secret mm-hmm. to a happy marriage? you've got to let each other be who they are. Like, I think so many of the relationships that I was in beforehand, like either they were trying to fix me or I was trying to fix them. Like, and you can't do it. People are who they are. Um, particularly like we met late in life. I was 47 and or 46 and he was 48 and, uh, you can't change people and you have to You've got to be with somebody as they are. I think people can kind of shift themselves a little bit, but you've got to fall in love with the person as they are. Like you can't revamp anybody. And I also think 
honesty is the key to everything. Like you got to talk to each other. And, you know, Dennis and I were not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. He certainly is not either. And don't get me wrong. We had our moments. Like we loved hard, but we would also fight hard. Um, But at the end of those fights, we always sat down and talked through it and worked it out. Mm -hmm. And you have to be willing to, you got to be in it for the long haul, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, we both went through surgeries together and, job changes and moving and oh my god like all the things they tell you not to do (laughs) um and we did it and you have to be there and be there for each other and have each other's back and you know and if you if you do that if you're really committed to loving this person no matter what you can get through anything you know what I, what story I always tell Heidi, and I, I've said this many, many times on the podcast, is when my I saw my father take his last breath, and he said to me, I lived an amazing life. I have a mm-hmm. life full of love, and I wouldn't change one thing. I lived fully. Yep. And that yep. has stuck with me, and I think I've made a lot of different life choices because I wanted to be able to, I want to be able to die that way, to say, mm-hmm. I've loved and I've been loved and I, I did it all. And it sounds like some people don't get that. Some people do not get to find their person or to ever experience that feeling. And you know that your husband was able to be able to say that I found my person and you were able to say, I found my person too. And not everybody gets that experience. And I think that that's, what's so beautiful about you and your experience is that you guys have both had that. And I yeah. have seen it. I see it when you speak about him. I, I, I saw it from the first moment I met you. And I really wanted you to share your story because I, I, I honestly, I'm honored that you came on to tell us about your relationship because it does sound so beautiful and wonderful. Um, and as you know, we, we, I pray for you and I pray that you find happiness and comfort in knowing that you you had that. Don't be afraid to talk about people who have passed because, you know, for me, the greatest joy is to be able to talk about that. Right. You know, I'm, I'm afraid that if I don't keep talking about him, like, will things, will memories fade? God forbid, like, something happens to me tomorrow, I would die with a full heart. Yeah. I had my person. And, um, you know, I, I got to experience that. And if, today is my last day, then I can go out with a smile. Yep. I love wow. that. That's, that's great. Well, and I, and I think you, yeah. the, the things you shared in your story, I think are, you know, would be helpful for people who are also going through a similar process. Yeah. So thank you. We so appreciate yeah. this. No, I appreciate you guys having me on today. I really do. And just constantly thank you for your friendship and support and you know, it's uh, it's people like you and my girlfriends, you know, that just get me through all this mess. And uh, so I appreciate yes, you. Yes, of course. Now, we, we need to seriously have another bourbon lunch to lunch, di- <laughs> lunch slash dinner. Leonard. Yeah. Oh, Leonard. Katie's in, too. All I know. right. We have to recreate We need to that, hook it up. So. Let's do it. Listen, patio is, oh, I put the cushions on the patio yesterday when it hit 70. I'm like, I'm ready. So oh, that's, we have to put the heater on in a parka. Love it. You know. All right, let's seriously, let's get this going. We're doing it. All right, I'm in. All right. Thank you, Heidi. Right. Thank Thanks you so, so much. So for so doing much. The podcast. Thanks, you guys. All right. Have a blessed rest of the have day. Have a great day.
Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. It's like, that was, just, that was so touching. Yeah. It's so nice. You know, we, obviously, we started this podcast with the topic of toxic relationships being, mm-hmm. you know, a main part of what we discuss. But I love having the complete opposite. Oh, yeah. On and and sharing that and hearing about just heartbreak and love. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah. It was a great story. I'm glad she shared it. I am too. That was wonderful. All right. Well. Well, that's that's it. That's, that's it. it for There's see, to be soulmates are real. Yeah. And you, you know what else we learned? What's that? You, you don't have to die of a broken heart. Exactly. It's possible to find love, be completely heartbroken, and still make it through. And and that's and I think that was one of the things I liked about her story is like her healing from from the grief and she. Uh, carries with her some of the things that she picked up from Dennis. So for Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.